0: Welcome to this episode of Cleared Cast. Today we're chatting with Brigadier General Alex Fink. He's the Army's Chief of Enterprise Marketing. In November, the Army launched the What's Your Warrior campaign. General Fink is here to t- chat with us to discuss the campaign, how it plans to attract and retain the next generation of Army talent. And I just really appreciate your time, General Fink. Um, thank you for for joining me today.
1: i to be here.
0: The What's Your Warrior campaign launched over Veterans Day. I think we're all kind of familiar with the different Army campaigns that launch, enjoy watching the commercials and checking out the ad spots that you guys produce. So, this is kind of a new campaign campaign. campaign designed to reach out to a new generation and really appeal to them about the diversity of Army careers that are out there. So how does it correlate? I know we covered in October, you know, that time frame the Army's talking about its effort to overhaul the talent management process, and a lot of that is focused on really showing the Army as a career and the diversity of those career options. How do these things kind of tie together?
1: I think it ties together very nicely with the Army's overall people strategy, which includes talent management, key lines of effort. The very name of the campaign, What's Your Warrior, you know, is right in line with the talent management ideas. What do you want to do? We used to, talent management-wise, make assignments based on basically your military occupational specialty or what you've been trained to do and your rank. And those were the basic criteria that were looked at. And we made assignments, and that's kind of how you went through your career. And now we're looking at many more different types of criteria to include what what do you want to do? Uh, What would you like to do with your career? Uh, what's your preferences? And with this campaign, we're really introducing that right from the very beginning. What would you like to do? You can see it on our GoArmy. dot com website. We have a career match finder right there, where you can, where we try to ask questions to prospects in their language about what it is they like, and we try to match up a short month of career options that might appeal to them. I think this campaign is right in line with the overall army people strategy.
0: So you make a good point. I think we talk a lot about the military transition side of it and the skills finders and those resources. But if you go to goarmy.com, you kind of have that same option as someone entering military service, check out what you're interested in, and you can kind of see the diversity of options there, right? Yes. We've covered a lot of different articles and see a lot of news articles about how the military is a warrior caste. It's a family business. The high percentage of service members who are joining and have family who have already been in, that's not a new phenomenon. How does the What's Your Warrior campaign plan to kind of reach beyond that traditional Army cohort?
1: Let me just sort of describe the motivation behind the campaign to include what we believe to be true about Generation Z. And there's two what I consider sort of principles that we believe to be true about this generation that helps frame up and and inform the campaign. One is is that these folks have a powerful sense of identity, and they really do want to become the best versions of themselves. And we're talking really that 17 to 24-year-old age cohort here. And second, they want to be something bigger than themselves and do it as part of a team. And so that's really right in line with what the Army can offer. We have amazing 244 years of training people to become the best versions of themselves. And we always do it in the context of a team. And I think things we do are are pretty big, bigger than any individual. So what we have, I think, plays right into what... This Generation Z is looking for, but in order to to get to that broader audience, like you suggested, and that we do have disproportionate number of our folks are coming from Army families, and we need to introduce this to. I mean, it's great that that's happening; um, that's 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 a good thing. But we do need to work to get folks from non-Army families to join us as well. I think that we do that through just the nature of this campaign. Which at the very center of it, it's about surprising people, surprising people in many different ways. Nobody probably ever thought they'd see an army ad that looks quite like the ones that we're showing right now. Just the very the colors, the transitions, the use of computer graphics, all that just a little bit different than anything we've done. So that that surprises them. We call them thumb-stopping experiences. In order to get a kid to when they're thumbing through social media to get them to stop, you got to have something that compels them to stop and you have to surprise them in order to do that and that's what we think we've done with this campaign and then we surprise them with the breadth and depth of the roles that you can have and so you see that in, in the roles that we've introduced in this first chapter which had five different roles and then we'll have a subsequent chapter that we'll launch based on conditions of when it's time to launch it just based on the, the campaign itself and the performance that it's having but also in line with the recruiting cycle and we'll launch additional campaigns and go into greater depth and, and bring these types of career fields, as well as the individuals that perform those, bring those to life a little bit more to make people feel a little bit more what it's like to be in the Army. That's one of the ways that we're, we're really trying to get after, I think, part of that question that you had around military getting outside of the current tribe that we're in is by surprising these folks who may have tuned us out in the past, and, but maybe less inclined to tune us out going
0: forward. You made a great point with the thumb-stopping experience, and that's even in our Generation Z, we see video is huge for that demographic in terms of where they're going for information, where they're going to be entertained. Pretty much the whole gamut, they're looking at social, but even more specifically, social video. So I know we had the recent stories that came out about TikTok, potentially, you know, being a part of China's data mining effort, banned on military devices. How does that impact your mission as a marketing service and kind of telling the Army story broadly across platforms? Do stories like that kind of impact your ability to engage there? Are you still engaging there, just cognizant of the security risks? What does that look like?
1: Well, we chose not to place... Uh, content in the form of organic or paid on tiktok reasons you brought up and as you know our our recruiters don't use tiktok for any official business at least you know we can still people can still use it for personal if they like but not for this thing and so so yeah that's a certainly a a fine line that we need to balance every day on the other hand there's plenty of platforms for us to be in both in social space as well as digital media. So I'm not really that concerned about it. having a specific platform that we, we're not in right now. I think we've got plenty of platform options out there. And quite frankly, they're performing well, very well in our social areas. And I won't go into too many numbers, but it's double-digit where we have been in the past increases. Significant in terms of the t- type of engagement we're having. We we did a, a lens on Snapchat during the Army-Navy football game, An incredible uptake on that one, incredible engagement with that lens. It was, it was pretty cool. So, so we've got plenty of places to be, plenty of platforms in, in order to reach the audience that we want to reach.
0: That always comes up, like the security issues of, of certain platforms, obviously. And like, well, we have to we have to be there, we have to engage there. But like you said, you're not going to run this campaign on a single channel, and you're going to go to different channels where you can also continue to have an impact. And then, and I'm sure you're evaluating that pretty regularly in terms of where you need to be at, where you're not going to be. Yeah, at.
1: exactly. So if there's, I mean, yeah. So so we may we may not be on a channel for a reason that has absolutely nothing to do with any sort of broader national security concern. It just has to do with the fact that. That we're not that's not where our audience lives or our audience may live there but it's just not giving us what, what what we look for so it's a constant optimization of which platforms we're in based on the performance that we're getting the return on investment you know we're replacing money and the best places for those finite dollars so we can maximize it spend as little as we can, (laughs) as we need to, but we know we have to be at certain places. So, yeah.
0: key part of the campaign is, again, displaying the diversity of the military jobs that are out there and then also the benefits of military service. So certainly as a reservist, you've experienced both sides of that coin, leading on the civilian side and being a leader on the military side. What do you think are some of those benefits of military service that you've seen specifically that would maybe attract that person who would be tempted to say, I would never join the Army. I wouldn't consider that.
1: Yeah. I think that I'm a long ways from being a general Zer, but I will say that the reasons that I joined and the reasons that I have stayed over many years, almost 30, are very similar to why we think some of these young folks are also interested in it, and it's because A, being in the military does push me to become the best version of myself uh, in many ways, I won't go into all those, but I, I feel like, you know, the opportunities that I've had in my time in the army have helped me become the best version of myself. And I love being around a team. I've been around many different types of teams units throughout my my time and uh, that's I love that. Not just the the, sort of the, the fact that you're part of a team, part of this bigger vision, but even more personally, just the relationships with soldiers. And so I think those are the, the reasons to attract people and why they decide to stay.
0: And I think you make good points. You know, some of the reasons to join military do kind of transcend generations and demographics. And definitely when you're looking at joining the military, I think the key thing about that, what's your warrior campaign is people might not realize they can take many of the same jobs that you can do as a civilian, you can do as a service member. But then you layer those aspects of clear identity, service, team orientation, that scale a lot deeper than you get in your average civilian job.
1: Right. And then there's a number of other more tangible benefits, uh, obviously being part of the Army, the educational benefits that we provide, both the training that you get as part of your MOS, well as educational benefits that you can, that you can use uh, while serving or you take with you after you serve. I mean those are, those are real tangible benefits, just some of the, the lifelong skills that you get, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual sort of tools to stay resilient. Uh, those are those are powerful things uh, that you have uh, also. So there's lots of you know t- tangible and less than tangible uh, benefits above and beyond sort of those those basic things that I talked about at the beginning.
0: Is there anything else I didn't touch on that you want to make sure we highlighted or mentioned?
1: Well, I thought you might ask how's the how's the campaign going? The campaign is going exceptionally well. We have a number of ways in which we can measure this campaign. And at the end of the day, really, it's how many soldiers did we put in booths? How many officers did we get to sign up for our OTC? Those are really the true measures, but that takes a bit of time to get to those specific results. But what we have right now are 70 plus percent increases in leads uh, that we've generated just through this campaign. And we take those leads and we pass those on to our recruiting brothers and sisters across the um, recruiting enterprise. I'll follow up with those, make appointments. Hopefully, we, we get them to sign a contract at some point in time. Uh, but uh, over 70% increase in where we were year over year. So basically, December of 2018, we we're, were 70, we're over 70% higher than we were one year ago. So that's uh, probably, I think, one of the most important metrics right now to measure this campaign for us, how, how we're actually the, the lease generation, which ultimately is you know what I have to do. And my responsibilities in this job is to help generate qualified leads. It's going very well. Still got a lot of legs on it. We had the highest number of business to goarmy.com just last week. We're 60 days into wow. this campaign, and we're still climbing in these various ways that we measure it. So that was. Um, that was pretty cool.
0: No, very cool. That's a that's a great success and a great place to be in because I know you're phasing you know out the campaign over time. So it's always great when you launch and then you have more to give people as they continue to hopefully come back.
1: Yeah, we I kind of like to use the analogy of an airplane taking off. You know, we're not even close to 35,000 feet yet with this campaign. We're still climbing. And there will be a time when we'll be at cruising altitude. And then there'll be a time when we start to lose altitude and we'll be coming down. And that's when we'll launch Chapter 2 while we still have momentum, but when we need to go out there with something fresh. That's the nature of this, the broader campaign. What you see right now is just chapter one. We'll have a number of chapters that we'll follow this up with.
0: This is Linda Kaiser, Senior Editor of ClearanceJobs.com. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Cleared Cast. For more security clearance news and defense industry information, please visit news.clearancejobs.com.